Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Welcome to season four of Waiver Wired. We made it to season four. We're back this year with Extra Points Podcast Network and also in partnership with Omaha Productions. Very proud to be partnered with such an incredible organization. I am, of course, your host, Jen Piacenti. And joining me today, Eddie Murphy, that Eddie Murphy, Eddie Spaghetti, whatever we want to call him, whenever we call him, he's always there. That's the best thing about Eddie Murphy. He really is. And I, and I text him a lot. So I know, um, Eddie, it's, 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 it's well into fantasy football season. Like we're Mm -hmm. we're like almost late to the party. There's so much we're going to jam pack this episode with today, but I got to catch up a little bit and just be like, Hey, how the heck are you? I, I know I hear it, Jen. It's great to see you. We have been texting a lot recently, getting ready for the show. <laughs> I mean, uh, season four of Waiver Wired. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Happy once again to be back with the great folks at Omaha. And I'm excited for all the new changes here at Extra Points going forward. Uh, a lot of great stuff. But uh, most importantly, it's great to be chatting with you once again, getting into football season. We are uh, only a few days away from the TNF kickoff. And uh, it's always great to chat with you. So many big life events happened with us. The last time we were together in person, uh, we were in Phoenix. We were at the Super yep, Bowl. That's uh, right. a ph- phenomenal week of shows by uh, our crew at the Extra Points and obviously all the help and the, the production staff at Omaha. It was awesome stuff there. Great shows, great Super Bowl. Um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, since then, quite a bit has happened. So it's good to be catching up with you right now. It is good to be catching up. By the way, uh, we did nail our Star Spangled Banner national anthem prop, as we always do. The best bet going. We have to always mention that. We have to drop that mention. Um, One of the most exciting things for this year for the network is that Waiver Wired will be moving to its own feed. So right now you're listening to us on the Money Grab feed. Welcome. It's a great place to be, but we will also be getting our own feed. for the. So for those of you who only want to hear fantasy advice, well, let's be real. It won't be just fantasy advice. We're still going to give out bets on this pod because I cannot stay away from it. But if you really want to concentrate on your fantasy football team, you can follow that feed and we will be posting that in the upcoming week. Sure. So just to help you out there with all, obviously most people by now are aware of the changes in the network. Uh, so, but like, don't, don't panic. We we're on money grab feed for this uh, one more week. It'll be the same. Uh, you'll see lemon pepper parley come back too with uh, Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels. But then like Jen said, by next week you know these things take time transferring feeds money grab fee will uh, stay as covered in glory the phenomenal soccer pod with toby mergler and brett Cormanos, they do a phenomenal job there and then you have uh, us moving to our back to our original feed the waiver wire feed so you'll see us there subscribe it'll pop up lemon pepper parlay get in their own feed as well and then stay subscribed you know if you were subscribing to the uh, against all odds feed that's now become trendy uh extra points will stay extra points is a new win play show show that's coming out um with dave and guest hosted uh, every week with Sarah Tiana. And we'll have a bunch of other special guests too popping in that show. And then minus three with me, Dave and Kevin Hench all staying the same. We're going to have an NFL pregame pick show. Um, A lot of great stuff. Like I said before, it's just very exciting and uh, just make sure to subscribe to all those feeds. But yes, starting next week, I believe everyone will have their own feeds and and just a way easier way to kind of track all the different pods. So it's uh, exciting times over here at EP. Okay, enough of the paperwork. Let's get to the fantasy football. Um, it has been a, a great off season. I have drafted quite a few fantasy football teams. I, I also want to say, guys, don't worry. 
We're getting to the big news that just came out an hour ago. We will talk about Travis Kelsey. We will talk about Cooper Cup. We're, we're going to get there. But first, I just want to start with like a general overview of fantasy, some general overarching themes we've seen and talk about like the trends in fantasy football drafts this year. First of all, I want to say that I, I posted recently a question on Twitter asking how many fantasy football leagues are you in? And obviously I'm, I'm in the industry. I'm playing in 15, which is like way too many. And like, I have to do my fab bidding and all this, it becomes basically a full-time job, but you know, it's okay. I, I do this for a living, right? I write the waiver wear article. It's cool. Some of you degenerates are insane. I, I feel so normal now. You people out here with a hundred teams, what? but here's the best thing, Eddie. Well, first, Eddie, let me ask you, how many fantasy football teams do you have? I, I wrote in a rundown. I said, you can make fun of me. I am super lame. I'm only in two leagues this year. Um, I could, I'm going to blame a lot of it on just obviously the craziness of this month with the network changes. My mind was not fully into uh, adding extra fantasy football leagues until then. So I have my one main league that I've been a part of for almost like 15 or 15 more years now. Um, and then a, a great listener to all the podcasts at our network, Daniel, he sets up a league. Um, so I joined his league as well. So I have one league where it's more of a publicly don't know the people that I have my main league. Um, you know, so I'm, that's the one I really need to win all my best friends and my brother, 15 plus years, nice money prize. Uh, you know, PPR, your standard stuff there, a lot of uh, trash talking. So I'm I'm definitely heavily invested in that and uh, you know, in the other league too as well. I got to tell you though, that's the way to go. Because when you have like two, three leagues, you mm -hmm. can really concentrate. Like you sure. are thinking the trades, everything. You can really focus. Don't be like me. Do not be like Jen. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we're here, by the way, on this podcast to help you, whether you're in an eight-team league or 14-team league. And I understand there's going to be a wide variation if I say this guy should be on your wave wire and you're like, oh, not in my league. It's 14 teams. Okay, we'll find you a deeper stash. Okay, we're going to get to all of that for you. All leagues are welcome here. I have to tell you about the funniest response, though, I got, Eddie, to uh, I asked, you know, about, you know, how many fantasy leagues are in and, and, and a follower replied to me. His name's Ben. And he said, I'm in four. Is, you know, a 10 team dynasty, a survivor league, a home league. And he's like, and um, the Fanta sheep league where the top prize is a sheep. A sheep. So I'm like, uh, is he pulling my chain? Like, is he messing with me? So I'm like, are, are you serious? A sheep? He's like, yes, a sheep. And last year I lost because Tom Brady had a great game. So basically the goat cost him a sheep. So I'm like, so how, how, how what do you mean it's a sheep? So apparently the commission of the league, you can follow him at We Know Fantasy, by the way, because I, I had to like really dig deep. I like went crazy over this, owns a sheep farm and whoever wins this league gets to own the sheep for a year. And then the sheep... Um, can either be raised for me, just pass on that, or for more sheep, right? It's a you, it's a woman. Um, so, and he sent a photo of the sheep in like a t-shirt. It is the cutest thing you've ever seen. And I want to challenge all of you to get more creative. Cause I mean, like what I've just been getting trophies and belts and rings. I mean, no, I want a sheep. Or I, you texted me this and I didn't <laughs> want to text any other questions because I wanted to save it for, I'm like, my head is spinning. I have so many questions about this. I mean, number one, it's like, so the, the, the sheep still lives at the farm. Cause I'm going to say, yeah, right. So this sheep still lives at the farm. So it's like, okay. it's like when you like adopt a tree or adopt sure, a sure, sure. Star. So the sheep still lives at the farm. So you don't have to do like the actual, like 
milking of the sheep or shearing of the sheep. But I mean, like, I'm wondering, like, if I have the sheep, can I like talk about her hairstyle? Like, you know, I want her, I want her long. I want her fluffy. That's exactly what I was thinking. Do you have like how how often you have the visitation rights? Like like you said, if you're, when can can you give the haircuts? Buzz my team name into her main, like, like, you know, Sutton chops, you know, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) that's a good one. I mean, that's courtesy of actually J.B. Barry, who came up with that, which is pretty funny. But like, I just everything about it is just adorable. And I challenge all of you to come up with some kind of a creative. I mean, honestly, like how how are we not all doing fan of sheep leagues? Like make friends with a shepherd. That is something else I was picturing in my head. Like the person that won the league lives in like a high rise apartment and this like right? 200 like the sheep, sheep shows up at the door. You have to walk it. And, uh, like, and then you said, yeah, like, uh, especially if it has, uh, you know, baby exactly. sheep and uh, it's, you know, it's, that is, it's almost one of those rewards that it's like, it's funny for the time being. And then after a couple of days, you're like, this actually is way more yeah. work. Than it's like it, adopting it's a puppy. You think it's, it's a good idea. Wow. But- that is, uh, that's very clever, very creative, uh, <laughs> kudos to whoever thought of that. So and yes, I, uh, I challenge all of you to be as creative with your leagues because that really gave me like the best smile I had all day. So good on you guys. Uh, you're awesome. Go fan a sheep league. And if you have an extra spot in that league, I feel like, uh, quite a few of us might like to participate. So keep us on the list for backups. Wow. Um, so, uh, when, when overarching trend this year, uh, for, uh, fantasy football teams has been PPR is taken over, right? There's still some are standard mm-hmm. leagues, but most leagues are now PPR. And that has started to now favor wide receivers. This was the first year that I really, truly recall being able to get excellent running backs, even in the fifth round. That's right, mm-hmm. folks. Even in the fifth round. Now, of course, it depends on how sharp your league is and how up-to-date everybody is. But those elite PPR receivers are going off the board quickly. First overall pick for most people is Justin Jefferson. Some people still go CMC. I like that pick too, but they're worried about the injury risk. So you've got, you know, Tyreek Hill, you've got CD Lamb. We did have Cooper Cup. We're going to talk about that more, but mostly the leaning in towards the PPR early. And and this is the latest I've seen running backs start to go. And I wonder like, is this going to stick or are we going to start trying to re even it out? Cause originally when we started with the PPR, it's because running backs were overvalued, right? Are we going to kind of like figure out a way more, you know, tight end premiums and running back bonuses for, uh, first downs or what are we going to do? I don't know. But did you find this in your home league, Eddie? Uh, without a doubt. Uh, I did okay. both of my drafts though, within the last week or so, eight, nine days. Um, I did a bunch of mock drafts too, just to like, you know, just publicly trying to get back my feet wet, get back in the groove of things. And not only do receivers go early and often and running backs are lingering around. It's like you almost get in this mindset of like, oh, well, I don't want to be that guy to take the running back because if I'm missing out on these receivers, then if my running back, you know, plays 10, we all know the, the nature of running backs where they, a lot of them, the top, top guys get injured or they may not play a full season. Almost every single running back in the league is kind of part of some committee. So you are hundred percent right that all these receivers are being taken early and you almost like, and one of my leagues too, and I'll admit I did take, um, Austin Eckler um, in the middle of the first round, he was there. I thought it just made the most sense that the, the, the super high end receivers were gone. I thought this, you know, Eckler does it all. If he's healthy, if he's in the lineup, I took him, but in my, my home league, when I, I did have two first round picks again, my guy Saquon Barkley was there. A bunch of other running backs were there. 
And I went Devontae Adams and I went Tyreek Hill because I want to get the best receivers in here because we're now in a passing league. And, you know, one of the big storylines of this offseason that does affect fantasy was the devaluement of running backs from every franchise in the NFL. There's a reason why Dalvin Cook wasn't a, was a free agent for up until the fourth episode of Hard Knocks and why, you know, Saquon Barkley held up for a bit, why Jonathan Taylor is still on this pup list now. Like the running backs are just not valued the same way. And that does, you know, seep into the fantasy world because if they're the franchises are hourly telling you that they don't value this. Them, then it's like, yeah, you're going to just plug in any any kind of fifth round or later guy, any undrafted guy, practice squad guy. It's like as long as your O-line can block, they will put anyone back there. And it does really scare fantasy managers when you're taking running backs with super high picks, whereas, you know, the, the receivers will always be there. Now, the converse is that, of course, if you get, you know, we used to say this about tight end, right? If you get a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle, you have such a positional advantage. Well, maybe this year, if you get a healthy CMC, if you get a Bijan Robinson, if you get a Nick Chubb, who, by the way, I think is being undervalued, mm-hmm. massively undervalued, especially if you compare with his player props in Vegas. Remember, there's no more Kareem Hunt. Now, I understand he was not as good. He didn't score as many touchdowns once Deshaun Watson took over. I do think there could be some regression there. I don't foresee another 12 rushing touchdowns. But this guy is a beast, and I think he's going to run all over. And to have a a bell cow back like that that doesn't tend to get injured could be pretty valuable. And he's often going in the second round. Now, let me ask you this. Was Cooper Cup already injured when you did your draft? He, well, I, I did get some inside info from a friend who said Cooper Cup's probably more injured than they're letting on. So that's one thing I did hear, not going to name any sources. So I did stay away from him. But in terms of the news that we've seen recently, um, this all came after my draft. So I had one draft end of August. I had one draft uh, only on this Sunday. So that this recent news that we're seeing now um, definitely was not in the minds of the fantasy managers when I did my drafts. Okay. So he went in first round. Mm-hmm. Yep, unfortunately. Now you mentioned you took Austin Eckler. I did. I don't. What pick was that? Um, in the the draft I did uh, with one of the listeners, Daniel, I believe I took him with the sixth pick. So all of the top, you know, uh, Kelsey, and then all receivers went before then. So and, that and and, and, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 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 So that's the spot where I would take Cooper Cup, where people mm-hmm. are taking Austin Eckler. Um, I have a few concerns, but I think Eckler's still going to be really good this year. But as far as like busts, I think he might be one. I don't mean like a bust. I mean, like maybe not first round. I'm concerned about Kellen Moore. I mean, Uh, I don't think he's going to be used the same way he was. Uh, I hope that he is because it's there are so few running backs you can count on. But mm -hmm. even taking Austin Eckler didn't feel as good. I mean, look, he's probably the number four passing option on that team right now. I maybe he's he's number three, but I'm just saying, you know, you've got Allen, you've got Williams, you've got Quinton Johnston, you've got uh, Gerald Everett, like, and and with the way that Kellen Moore called, but the the Dallas running backs weren't thrown to, they weren't targeted. It's going to be a very vertical offense. So I don't know. I mean, like Austin Eckler's thing was touchdowns and catches. I don't know that he's really the kind of tough runner But in PPR leagues, it's worth a gamble because the dude has been amazing for season after season and he plays fantasy football. So he knows uh, what he does. He thinks about his the people who roster him. That is legit. 
I does. do see uh, I do see Austin uh, every week. Uh, I just I think he does a show with uh, my old pal Matt Harm, right? If I'm not uh, misremembering mm-hmm. uh, there, uh, yeah. I just felt a guy like Eckler does it all, and especially it just seems like he's kind of on the way out of there anyway. I, I have been making the joke. I'm not sure which which show, but uh, I was like, I could definitely see this is the last year Jim Harbaugh will be coaching Michigan. He'll be the head coach of the Chargers next year because he has Justin Herbert there. So I could see a d- overhaul, like the one last hurrah. Can they match the Chiefs in their division? I doubt it. Um, and then drafting Quinn Johnson too. I, I think it's definitely gonna be a vertical passing attack uh, as long as Keenan Allen, Mike Williams do stay healthy. And you know, if if the offense is is clicking and firing all cylinders, then great. I I, I trust it. But you know, obviously, and he's a running back too. I didn't even mention that had some issues early on in the offseason. Didn't want to report. Didn't want to play there. Wanted to get moved. Uh, he said publicly how they're not being valued was part of that running back zoom call. So that stuff does creep into your mind. But when Eckler's right, he does everything. Uh, you know, he does, he does everything and he does everything well. So I, I was okay with that and not reaching on a receiver. I didn't really want to take there. So I'm actually just looking at your uh, team here, Eddie. I really like it. I love that you have Rogers in the 11th round and you got Watson. Now I saw that you say Watson's your insurance. If Rogers stinks, which is hilarious to me. Um, you know, Watson's being drafted well ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, Which I'm not actually, sure I agree with. So I have the thing I, I do think the, the Browns are going to be great this year. Uh, I think they'll finish second the North and what I think is probably the toughest division in football. Um, you mentioned Nick Chubb before too, who's not only is he undervalued in fantasy terms, but like people don't bring him up in the conversation of being the best one of the best running backs runner. In the, and, and He's the, the best NFL. runner. I, I, I think so. And, 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 and uh, so I really like them. Their defense should be great. Uh, anyway, I do think, Deshaun Watson, this is purely on-field discussion here, but the guy is still 27 years old. You look back at his Houston Texans stats, he was unbelievable. Top three to five quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And obviously, we saw a little bit of a sample size last year, but I think he will get right at some point um, in this this offense with Stefanski, which we've kind of known through the Baker Mayfield, like, you know, that whole era. Right. He, he couldn't really figure out his, it's, it's a complicated offense. It's, you have to time your passing windows correctly. I think Watson's capable of doing that. Clearly right. Baker wasn't. So I do think he'll get right. And now his second year going into that offense. So I do trust him. And I, I do agree in a sense that, you know, last year with Rogers, the way it was in green Bay, he wasn't great. He wasn't his MVP form. But if there's anyone in the league that uses a, like a chip on their shoulder and wants to say F you to someone else, it's Aaron Rodgers. And I think this Jets offense is loaded up that he could have a great year, obviously dependent on their O line um, and his age too. At some point he will fall off a cliff. So I kind of, I kind of took both and I don't like taking two quarterbacks in a one QB league, but I did think that both of them have major cons potentially, but if they, but they both have pretty good pros. So if one of them works out, which I think they will, I'm, I'm satisfied. Rogers is really my favorite, like uh, is super flex second quarterback. Mm-hmm. He, and I actually really like Russ too. We can talk about, I mean, we've got so much to catch up on. I'm not we even do. sure where to start. Uh, I like your running backs, uh, Dobbins, Javante Williams, AJ Dillian, Algier, Chris Evans. You might have a little trouble there, but D- Dobbins is probably going to just have a bonkers week one. I do think the Houston run defense will be better, but I still think that that Dobbins is going to be successful. Uh, Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Jordan Addison. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabe Davis, Dubs, Mechie, Justin Ross, good wide receivers, and your tight ends, Darren Waller, who, as long as he stays healthy, sh- yeah, he look. The news came out today. We're just going to get to it. Travis Kelsey uh, overextended his knee. Uh, we don't know what this means. We don't know if maybe it's a little 
you know, dramatic and he'll be able to play Thursday. He's pretty tough. Mm -hmm. Or this could be like something that's really a problem. Could be a couple weeks, could be four weeks, could be anything. Travis Kelsey was taken in the first round this year. Yep. And there, there is plenty of reason for that. Look, I know he's going to be 34. I know it's the tight end, but he's a unicorn, right? He's Gronk-like. He is phenomenal. He is the number one pass catcher for the number one offense in the NFL, right? And he's the one that has all the experience with Patrick Mahomes. So a lot of people bit the bullet. They're like, I've never done this before, but I'm taking the tight end in the first round, especially in tight end premium leagues. This stings. It's pretty bad. Um, It's pretty bad. Uh, Now, hopefully everything's fine. He may still play Thursday, but we had a question. We're going to get to mailbag at the end of the show, but I want to go ahead and address this question now. What do you do if if Travis Kelsey plays, you still play him because it's the tight end position, okay? Whoever you're streaming is unlikely to give you a lot of points at the tight end position. Basically, you're without Travis Kelsey you're kind of screwed. You lost your first round pick, but so did those of us who took Cooper Cup probably. So, you know, it's okay. It's a long season. You're just hoping to get someone in there that can do a decent job. I do have three good options for you. So we're going to get to that. Um, But if he doesn't play, you do need to find someone either long-term or to fill in week for week. So here are my picks. If you want someone that might also work long-term, and if it's available, again, this all depends on league depth. I really like Sam Laporta in Detroit. Same game, right? Same game. And you've got Jared Goff versus the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, secondary that should be fairly generous. They should be okay. Uh, Again, Goff isn't as good on the road, so we don't have super high expectations. But remember, when TJ Hawkinson was in this offense, he averaged about six targets per game. Sam Laporta's second-round pick out of Iowa, probably second or third. Maybe it's Jameer Gibbs, right? We know Amon Ra's going to eat, okay? But they can also double up on Amon Ra. So that means Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta should be there. Stay tuned, by the way. We're going to have player props for these guys later at the end of the show. We are going to always offer a Thursday night player prop. So a little treat before you end the show. Um. So Sam Laporte is a guy that that could be someone that finishes. I know people hate rookie tight ends, but this is a pretty good matchup, pretty good situation if you need someone, okay? He could also be someone you could keep for the season on the bench should Kelsey's problems become chronic. Don't think that's going to happen. Just throwing it out there because there still are bye weeks too. Number two uh, is actually Tyler Higby. And uh, I'm going to roll over there because of another injury, right? The Cooper cup injury, uh, which again, we know that Cooper cup has been in Minnesota seeing a specialist. This could be something. It could be nothing. He could still play Sunday. There's an outside possibility, but the answer is probably trending towards no. Right. So a lot of people are saying Van Jefferson. Cool. You want to go deep. You want to go Puka Nakua. Cool. But Tyler Higby is the guy I am liking. I think he has the chance to be the number one target this weekend because Seattle was 27th versus the tight end last year. And they've got some problems in their secondary, right? And we know Matt Stafford is having trouble relating to younger players. I mean, you know, and he played with Higby before. And and when he played with Higby, he was tied for ninth most touchdowns amongst tight ends. And he ended up the tight end 14, which isn't awesome. But look, you're not going to replace Travis Kelsey. (laughs) You're just not. Higby somebody you should consider. 
I like the Higby play, like I said before, too. I'm not uh, trying to break mega news here, but I just from my my Ram source, I heard the injury is a little bit worse than people realize. So um, I love the Higby call. And like you said, well, Kelly Stafford, thank you for um, outing mm-hmm, your that husband little hint. As, a, as a guy mm-hmm. that <clears throat> does not connect with younger players. And we do also read the uh, reports that it'll look like the Rams are trying to move on from Stafford at the beginning of this offseason, didn't really find any takers. Um, I mean, shocking that an aging quarterback with a, a potential neck injury with a big contract, nobody wants to take him on. So, yeah, I, I think that Higby's going to see a ton of targets. And I love your the, the Sam Laporta stuff because I remember last year we talked a lot about like how tight ends were really struggling if your name really wasn't Travis Kelsey. And obviously, you know, things are looking brighter for Darren Waller this year. He didn't really play much uh, last year. It seemed like a messy situation. Situation in in um, in Vegas, I I think this draft class of tight ends, uh, you know, with yeah. Michael Michael Mayer and, and Raiders, and then obviously Dalton the, Kincaid. getting Dalton K from Utah, heading over to Buffalo, and with Laporta, Luke I Vanders- think. I mean, there's I think this class of tight Musgrave. ends. Yeah, I think going forward, we're going to have some pretty good crop of tight ends to choose from. So I'm very excited about that. And I know that rookie tight ends may struggle in this sense, but I think we'll see like some great red zone targets, I think, from a guy like Mayer who can go up and get the ball. Obviously, Kincaid, depending on, you know, I personally thought Mayer was the better college tight end. That's my Notre Dame bias speaking. But I, I do think Kincaid's a, a heck of a player. And so is Laporta. Obviously, Iowa just turns out tight ends like crazy. I'm right. very excited for this whole crop of tight ends going forward. Last tight end, if you're in a super deep deep league, is Logan Thomas. Now, of course, you have to be sure he's ready, but reports are he probably will be. And the reason why I like this, this is like clockwork, guys. Arizona, for years now, has been the worst versus the tight end. Like, tight ends go crazy on Arizona. They cannot defend. Not only that, but Terry McLaurin probably missing the first week. Now, I don't know how much preseason football you watched, but the helium's getting pretty high on Sam Howell. I like him too as someone to stash. Look, Logan Thomas could be very involved here. Again, this is a streaming option. This is the perfect matchup to try out Logan Thomas if he's healthy as well. So that's why he's third on the list because we're also checking, but it looks like he's going to start. He looks like he's trending in the right direction for week one. And again, no Terry McLaurin. That means Jahan Dotson and... um and Logan Thomas should have some opportunity, but specifically uh, Logan Thomas is in a really catbird seat with that Arizona defense. So those are my three plays for Travis Kelsey. Sorry if you lost Travis Kelsey, wait until the last minute to make the change. If he does play, I would still play him. There is no reason not to play him if he plays. For sure. For sure with People that. just get a touchdown, but that, that's it, yeah. more they could expect from most tight ends think he's a decoy the whole game then boom wide open in the red zone yeah this stinks that of course uh, it has to be a thursday night game not a sunday game right. also like you know the time this recording when you google search or search it on twitter i've never seen a player with more reports <laughs> that are so uncertain it's like some are saying doubtful some are saying definitely out some are saying game time decision some are saying like teammates are saying oh no he's gonna play um people from the lions like coaching staff said he's they, they expect him to play so they need to expect him to play they need to plan for him to play yeah, this is going to be but a brutal start will he play sorry. okay so so let's get to the game itself i know this mm-hmm. isn't fantasy technically the spread moved from six and a half to six yeah uh with this news are you taking the chiefs to cover whether it's yes. six and a half or six even yes. without chris jones 
I will take them. They can move Chris Jones, Kelsey. I mean, Me it doesn't too. matter as long as if 15 is playing um, the trend lately with this game, this opening game, uh, the home team usually wins and they win and cover. So I'm with them there. Um, you know, this kind of plays into my player probably I'll give out later. It's a, a little bit of a tease here, but Jared Goff, not the best. Uh, if you look at his home away splits from last They're year, not the best dramatic. on the road. Pretty, yeah, it's uh, it's a huge shift. So I don't really love him in this crazy environment. I know I did read that they were uh, pumping in sound into the Lions, um, you know, their their practices here. So I think the Chiefs should be able to handle them. I'm not quite. But let me ask you that. Let me tell yet. you this. Let me tell you these stats and tell me if it changes your mind at all. Mm-hmm. You can say, yeah, you can say no. The Chiefs, though, they're awesome and they always win. They only they covered cover the spread. <laughs> yeah. They don't cover the spread. Yeah. 42% of the time last year. I think it was even worse the year before. That's they don't true. cover the spread. Okay. So that's our, the Detroit Lions, on the other hand, second best versus the spread. 72% of the time they cover the spread. Seven, now, I'm going to say, I think the bookmakers have gotten wise. I'm with you. I, I published this morning at SI. I said, I'm still taking the Chiefs. I don't care if there's no Chris Jones. And honestly, that was before the Kelsey news. I'm still taking the Chiefs. They're just that much better. Like Jerry Goff's got all new pass catchers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I am not drinking the cool, the, the lions Kool-Aid like everybody else. Okay. I, I didn't even understand like, why are the lions getting the, the opening season game versus the chiefs? Like people, we are out of control. But then I look at the game total 54 and a half. I think they just wanted an offensive shootout. And yeah. I think that's what we're going to get. Oh, without question. I mean, if you want to get it, lead into the over, that's, that's fine. I know last year we did talk about this too, Jen, with like, the rust factor and a lot of teams. Um, now we see this trend lately in the NFL preseason where your starters barely play. Um, I know some teams like don't even use any starters. I know the Rams had that trend going on. Um, I think there will be sort of a rust factor. And if there's one team I trust more with less rust, it's going to be obviously the Super Bowl champs. It's going to be the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid combo. So I, I still like them uh, to win this game. And, uh, you know, the Lions too. Uh, I, I think not that this is a NFL, uh, you know, this is a fantasy pod, but I, I have, I still have the Vikings winning the NFC North. I'm not completely sold on the, on the, uh, the Lions just yet. Obviously they will be in play for a, a wild card spot, but I, I, I like, I still don't want to unseat the, the Vikings. They won a ton of games last year. And I think, you know, the Jordan Addison pickup is going to be huge for them. So, uh, the Lions right now, they have to, they're a team that if you show me, if you prove me wrong, I'll buy in, but until they kind of do it, I'm going to, I'm going to stay back and wait. Going back to fantasy, this does open the pop up the possibility, even for those of you who don't have Travis Kelsey, if you're setting your lineups, if you have Sky Moore, if you have Jarek McKinnon, you probably want to put him in your flex spot. Now, not actually your flex spot, because as we've discussed before, you never, ever, ever put a Thursday player in a flex spot ever. Why? Doesn't matter if you think of them like your flex. I know they're the third string running back or the fourth string wide receiver. But you leave yourself no option if you lock up that flex spot and somebody gets injured between now and Sunday. So if you've decided you're going to play Jarek McKinnon, if you've decided you're going to play Sky Moore or MBS, you put them in that wide receiver running back spot. You set it, you forget it, you trust it. Okay. Um, An interesting prop. Patrick Mahomes over two and a half total touchdowns pays plus 105. Here's a fact. Since Patrick Mahomes took over starting quarterback duties, first game, 2018, he has never thrown fewer than three touchdowns hmm. in the first game. Never. Just something take else. it. He's something else. It's that's pretty amazing. One. So that's, I love that because of the plus money payout. And I get it. Like you can't just like, you know, make it minus 120 for somebody to throw touchdowns or maybe you can. 
Maybe can't the dude dismantled Philadelphia hobbled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. He's I'm buying in and I watched a little bit of that quarterback Netflix thing and it just made me buy in more. But I oh. couldn't watch too much because I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins is just a little too dork and everybody else found him charming. I just the dork factor is just a little too high for me. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's such a good uh, it's a it's a good. I mean, if you're having on your fantasy squad, you got to be thrilled about this game. Like you said, it should be high scoring, a ton of points you're going to get uh, from number fifteen there, and and the the red and white and yellow. So I I love that prop. Um, I want to switch sides. I'm going to give you a prop on the Lions, and then I kind of hit on this, but. So way, way, way back when the the NFL draft happened and the Lions took Jameer Gibbs uh, early in the first round, people were kind of going like, hmm, like, why are they taking running back? We we're entering this era of devaluing running backs and they take one anyway. And they follow that up by taking an inside linebacker as well. The Lions are pretty much zigging whenever the NFL team is zagging. So he's been a guy that's been on my radar for a number of reasons. And obviously we saw the great things he did at Alabama. So now in the fantasy draft, you know, uh, season here and you're, you're trying to target him and he's going pretty early in drafts. And I get why there's a lot of reports about him now. Um, being a downfield passing threat and like his, you know, his interesting rushing props. But I think the receiving end is where you're going to make your money with him. And especially if you have him in PPR leagues, you're going to love this. So a prop on Jameer Gibbs is over three and a half receptions. And I'm going to go over on this just for a number of reasons. Like I mentioned before, Jared Goff, the splits, that's not great. What happens to quarterbacks early on in the season when they have a little bit of rust and they have, you know, they have to score points and they're, they're not used to the pass rush yet because they haven't seen anything besides their own defense and practice. Like this, they're going to check it down. So they're going to check it down constantly to Jameer Gibbs, who's a running back. He'll he'll get open. He'll make himself open. He'll create space. I love him there. You go and track his, you know, his stats when he was with the Crimson Tide. I think like seven of his twelve games, he had four more catches. So that shouldn't be a problem. Like he's used to being this kind of uh, passing attack threat. And uh, I, you know, it's going to be a, a challenge. I would say the one biggest challenge for the Chiefs is to kind of have a guy line up with Gibbs and kind of slow him down. And yes, the Lions do have some pretty good pass catches. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is a huge fantasy target to get in drafts, but I really like Gibbs in this game. It's just something simple to get the ball moving on the field. And this is week one. I may feel different about this versus a different defense, but the chiefs haven't been known to really stop everything. And I think in week one, like you said, Jen, high scoring game. I like Gibbs to have at least four catches in this one. So I'm going to back that play. I have him here for over 27 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to give you a couple more stats that are going to further back up and make you want to take these plays. First of all, which we mentioned earlier, maybe no Chris Jones. So anytime mm-hmm. you hear that, you know, that story. just yeah. opens things up. But here's a really good piece of juicy nugget. Um, what did I say? Really good piece of juicy nugget. What is that? Like, uh, it means I, extra special. Am I working for a McDonald's now? Device. Like, here's a yeah. really good piece of juicy nugget. Sponsored uh, by fast food. Here's my here's my favorite stat to back up these two player props. Uh, in 2022, offenses targeted running backs when facing the Chiefs more than any other time in the league. So 152 total targets running backs saw when facing the Chiefs. It's more than any other team. And here's the best part. They allowed an 82.2% catch rate to opposing runners. That was the third highest. So, you know, Montgomery, meh, probably going to be fine. You know, fine. But the Jamar get Jameer Gibbs receiving props are feel like the way to go, especially no mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. Remember, he's out right. for six games. So you got to have this receiving tree going on. I like Laporta. I like Gibbs. Obviously, Amon Ra is going to be great. Um, but th- that's where it's going to come. And if we're going to have 55 points, 54 points, they got to come from somewhere and they won't all come from the Chiefs. Right. So those are our player props. Okay, mm-hmm. enough props. We're going to get back to fantasy. I want to quickly touch on Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. Um, then I want to talk on some overarching things really quick. 
And then we will get to your mailbag. Guys, I'm sorry we're getting all this jammed in, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. So don't change the channel. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Who do we pick up to replace Cooper Cup? The immediate answer would be someone like Evan Jefferson. That's right there. Um, but someone else that might be available, you could think in the along the lines, depends on how deep your league is. And maybe even this is going to sound disgusting. I, I, I am prepared for you to... Boo, hiss, and moan. Michael Wilson. Hmm. In Arizona. I know we don't know who the quarterback is. And this is this is a deep league play. <laughs> he looks like he's going to be the wide receiver too between Hollywood Brown. Rondell Moore was only used in the slot. 
He was not used. He was only using three wide receiver sets. Set. I'm not saying you start him. I'm saying he's someone you might want to add if you have to IR Cooper Cup. I also like DJ Chark. He was connecting really well with Bryce Young and possibly Jonathan Mingo. These are deep, deep league plays. What you're really doing probably is just taking someone from your bench, like a Cortland Sutton type, for instance, or a Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims might be available mm-hmm. on your waiver wire too. That's another person. And you're just bumping them up. But if you want to fill out that wide receiver, those are some places to look. As far as Cooper Cup, I'm sorry if you took him early. I got him in an auction league and I took a discount after I heard the news. Um, I got him for about $10 cheaper than I would have a week ago. And I felt like it was worth the risk. But it's up to everybody. Jonathan Taylor is the next one. Um, Obviously, you're not going to get him for four games. And this sucks because if he was your keeper, if you drafted early, you could never have foreseen this coming. Uh, we don't know how serious this injury is. Supposedly it must be, or he wouldn't be on the pup, but I still feel like it's gamesmanship here. Yeah. I think the Colts are creepy. Um, I think there's something wrong with them. I think that Jim Irsay is like the new Daniel Snyder or something like some kind of creepy. I, don't get me started. I hope not to upset Megan. Um, but like the whole thing just seems ever since Andrew Luck left, it's been suspicious. Everything's I mean, been suspicious. I'll just come out and say, I don't think he's injured in the least, uh, from what I heard too, actually from, from Megan Gailey's great sources, uh, she called this on Megan fun of sports weeks ago that she's like, Oh yeah, he's not going to play ever again for the call. It's like, he's already trying to move houses, whatever. And then we see him, you know, request a trade. They finally let him try to go through the whole trade thing. And then they put him on the pup list. I think it's just really have a way to kind of buy some more time to find a deal. It seems like they're asking a price for Taylor and I get why he's a phenomenal running back when healthy, when playing. Um, but some teams like the dolphins that were, you know, involved, they just didn't, they couldn't find an asking a price. Because I don't they, think, the rumor is they want a Jalen Waddle, which is freaking yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's nuts, but I don't think we'll ever see him play in a cult uniform again, but I do think he's playing the season. Yeah. I hope he'll play this season. I think he will play this season. So I was willing to take the risk again, $11 in my salary calculator. I was like, look, uh, it's better than any waiver wire guy I can get. I'm, I'm taking it, the deal. Uh, so hopefully JT will play in the meantime. Deion Jackson's probably the number one target. I know they said Evan Hull might split, but let's be real. Deion Jackson's done it before. Uh, he had uh, an average of five targets per game when he played. So, you know, that's decent. It'll be fine. That's just, who you're going to plug in. Then Zach Moss will be ready. It'll probably go like this. Jackson Moss Hull, as far as like who takes over throughout the season and who knows what else happens. Maybe they make a trade where they get a running back back. Right. I would love to see him in Miami. Speaking of Miami, Jeff Wilson on the IR. So Raheem Mostert should be rostered, but we know he's injury prone too. So Devon A. Shane should be there. Mm. And in deep leagues, Salvan Ahmed, don't forget about him. Don't forget about him. He could be sneaky. People are not talking about Salvan Ahmed, but that's somebody you should consider as well. So remember those guys. If you want to get ahead of it, uh, you have to do something. Another person I really like, again, depending on how deep your league is, if you're losing Jonathan Taylor, try Samaji P. Ryan. He's going to be leading that backfield for the first part before Javante Williams is totally back, right? Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, those he, four weeks meet up perfectly, right? That's that's how I drafted in my auction. I like got JT for eleven, then I got P Ryan for four. I was like, that's my plan. Fifteen bucks. That's my running yeah, back plan. Yeah, he went pretty high in uh, my home league draft. Plus two. That's an, you know, another big overarching question is like the Denver Broncos, the whole saga. You know, new coach now, Sean Payton. What will yeah. that look like? What where where does Russ right, stand? Yes. Uh, the receivers have been banged up. Feel like constantly. So it's like that offense is an offense that I'm a little skittish on. But um, yeah, I think definitely uh, target Piran in the early early weeks. So um. 
couple of, of things about that Denver offense. I am going to try to buy back in because it doesn't cost anything this year. Cortland Sutton's like free. Marvin Mims is like free. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's so cheap. He's like QB 18. So for me, I, I'm willing to do it. Wilson was still the seventh best deep passer according to next gen stats last year. I know it didn't look good, but I think Sean Payton will play more to his strengths, let him move in and out of the pocket. And we shall see. So I am taking some shots on that Denver offense, definitely on Javante Williams, but yep. we do have to know that he'll probably be eased back in. To yeah, the it seems like he's going to be on a snap count. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm actually buying back into them too. I think in terms of like, you know, obviously most people's drafts have been done already, but like definitely right. great value on them. But I, I do think that, you know, for Russ, it really couldn't get worse than it was last year. Obviously, the the jury's still kind of out on Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see what he's going to do with the Jets offense this year. But with him not being the head coach, maybe he's just better as an OC. Sean Payton obviously has been there, done that as a head coach, Super Bowl winning coach. So uh, I do think Russ is a little bit, you know, juice left in the tank. I think Javante Williams, when he gets back and gets healthy, um, could be one of the better you know, upper echelon running backs in football. I still like that receiving core if healthy. So there's a lot of stuff to like there. And like you said, the best part is that you're kind of buying low. These people should be available to in your leagues, especially and even if you have to make a trade last minute because of the Cooper cup injury or whatever it is, you can get one of these receivers for a little bit less the, than normal market value. I haven't done my full uh, write up yet for my DFS article, but already looking at Denver Broncos stacks versus Las Vegas, which should be affordable for DFS lineups. I also like Commanders versus Arizona because they're cheap. But um, more on that later. You can check out my articles on si.com if you want. Um, but listen, we're going to try to make this podcast every week all you need to listen to for the week. Obviously, you'll need to check the news again on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But when you tune in on Tuesday, we want to have the best waiver wire claims for you, the best news for you, the best advice for you so that you can use your time wisely, more time with your family, uh, more time doing whatever else you want to do, watching the game. So trying to get this really effective for you. And I know, Eddie, you had a few uh, questions that had come up about just general thoughts about the season. Um yeah, you want to go ahead with those. I'm. I definitely want to ask you stuff. So obviously, like you said, it's big overarching themes. This is our first show back. We're about to get into the NFL season, only two short days away. So I wanted to get into the bigger things, the storylines, but they have obviously a fantasy football, you know, twist on them. So uh, I'll, you know, we were talking about Jonathan Taylor before, so I'll just start off with him. He did have. 1,004 total yards in 11 games last year. Obviously, he's on the pup this uh, this year, so subtract four games at the very least. Do you think he'll surpass that total yardage this year? Hard to say, but I'm still taking a, a gamble on him because if he does play, he's going to get you 20-plus points each time he plays. And so to me, like, if I, I almost like it, and then this sounds weird, but I like knowing a guy's going to be out like he's just not able to play and being able to just make a plan better than like, I don't know, they might kind of use him in the committee and he might get a few touches and they're going to fade him and blah, 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 blah. Like I know he's out. I can make a plan. And when he's in, it's the same thing with Christian McCaffrey. When he's in, he's going to be so good for you. So that's why with those two players in particular, I don't mind taking the risk because when they play, they're going to go bonkers for you. So will he actually get over, you know, 1100 yards? Maybe he won't play enough games, but mm-hmm. on a per game basis, will he do that? Well, yes. All right. And I'll stick before I get to the quarterbacks. I want to go with the receiver question here. So the last full season and last time we saw Calvin Ridley play uh, 15 games was 2020. And he posted a 90 catch 
1,374 yardage and nine touchdowns. Now he's linked up down in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, who a lot of people love, not only the Jaguars, but but T-Law going forward. Uh, do you see Calvin Ridley having a season, you know, equally as good as that season, or do you think there's going to be some growing pains down there? He's going really high right now, like second round in drafts. And I'm starting to shy away because it's getting just a little high for me. I liked him better in the third round because he has been off for a year. That means that I still do believe he's elite. But Lawrence developed a lot of chemistry last year with Kristen Kirk, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Engram. There, you've also got uh, ETN. You've got Bigsby. You've got a lot of weapons in this offense. So I think it might be hard for him to have like 1374. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of guys. I don't think it will be that good. I do think he will be very good. I do believe in the Trevor Lawrence breakout this year. And I have okay. a lot of shares of Trevor Lawrence. I'm 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 definitely with you on that. I think Trevor Lawrence can have a great year. Actually, my surprise pick to be in the AFC title game versus the Chiefs of the Jaguars. Um, so I think we're all contractually obligated to mention Aaron Rodgers multiple times on every episode because he is the story of every NFL podcast and every NFL show and uh whatever. So I have to I'm, ask you this. I'm buying it. You're already in. I mean, like, you know, here's the thing, like hard knocks. I didn't even have to watch hard. Knocks. I was like, hard knocks just confirmed everything I wanted to believe I'm buying it. Look, why is it any different than when Tom Brady suddenly went to the Bucks? You know, it's the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they necessarily make it to the Super Bowl, but he's like Zen. He's happy. He's hanging out at Nick's games. He's getting gifts. The guys are loving him. They all adore him. I don't think it's fake either. And like he played for half of last season with a broken thumb. People are like, oh, he's so old. He's falling off a cliff and he's weird. You know what? Maybe he'll like being somewhere where he can go see a Broadway musical once in a while instead of like eating cheese curds at the, I don't know. I mean, I'm not down on Green Bay. Awesome. I love, actually, I lived in Wisconsin for a while and I love the people there. They're amazing. I'm just saying that I think that this is an environment for Aaron Rodgers to thrive, right? Um, and, and this is his chance and I see it. I do. I think I'm buying it. I have him as a second quarterback everywhere. I think Garrett Wilson is going to go bonkers. I think they have a killer running back room. Their defense is going to be amazing. I'm in. I'm sold. You can make fun of me later and bookmark this, but I'm in. Jen, I, I I feel like me and you were like the lone wolves on this uh, entire network of uh, Aaron Rodgers love because <laughs> really? everyone else is pretty anti. I, everyone was so anti Aaron Rodgers. I actually wrote in the run out a bonus question saying, all right, if you hate him, will he have a better fantasy season than Jordan Love still in Green Bay? That's of how like he will. I agree. But I had to put it there because everyone everyone's slamming him and this and that. I thought Hard Knocks did so much to help it boost his ego um, and and just his general you know feel everyone has towards him. And I agree with everything you said. I think the web Weapons. Finally, a team is putting weapons near him, which Green Bay yeah, never I mean, did. Like this so. guy's been begging for receivers. They took away Devonte Adams. He still did okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's been working with nothing, okay. And now he's going to get Garrett Wilson. He's got his security blankets as well. And I wouldn't have been past him to make another trade. What if Mike Evans goes there? Okay, I, Mike Evans yeah. probably not staying in Tampa Bay. Yeah, would that uh, be beautiful? He he would have some big receivers. You have Garrett Wilson, who I think has a real chance to lead the league in catches this year. Yep. Um, and I mean, you can tell for just watching that footage. People say, "No, don't buy into hard knocks." It's like I'm not buying into hard knocks. I'm oh, really? Into, like, I'm don't buying. buy into it. Last year, where if you drafted Jamal Williams, you had like the running back sure, that scored sure. more touchdowns than anybody else. Yeah, you, you should. I, I I think connections matter, chemistry matters, and it, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, like. 
it's known that if you get on his bad side, he will not even look your way in the field. And obviously Garrett Wilson did enough to really gain it. I mean, Randall Cobb literally had, did say that to other receivers in the team. So uh, I think in certain situations that does matter. So I'm glad we're on the same team here with uh, a Raj. I do have him on uh, one of my teams, as we talked about before. So sticking with the quarterbacks here and I'll rush through the last two, um, another big off season question. And I think, you know, arguably the best division in football, the AFC North, the Ravens, they hired Todd Monken from the national champs, Georgia. I'm sorry to mention it, Jen. I know we were together watching that TCU Georgia game. Um, but now Lamar, Lamar Jackson says that he has, for the first time, has input in the play calling and play design. Um, is this going to be another MVP-like season from LJAX? <clears throat> I have concerns. I have big concerns. I have zero shares of Lamar Jackson. Wow, 15, 15 teams. teams. 15 teams, zero shares. Zero. Wow. Now, I don't discourage anyone else from taking them. This ceiling is incredible for Lamar. It's just not a risk I'm willing to make. Okay, yay. They got him past catching weapons. One's a rookie, very talented, and I, I like getting him out of value. One's Odell Beckham Jr., a veteran, kind of getting older. Two bionic knees, okay? <laughs> and they're going to ask Lamar Jackson to pass more. When has that really been successful? What Lamar Jackson has been good at is the mobility, okay? And he's kind of an injury risk. So you're taking that on too. And if he can't scramble and move, you know, I, I get that he's going to feel like he's involved. Great. It might be awesome. I do not feel confident. I still think fantasy-wise, it'll, it'll add up to points. But as far as the Ravens, oh yeah, the Browns definitely have a pathway to win this division. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is uh, shocking stuff there. And to round it all out with another quarterback question, and I got to ask a question about your boys, America's team here, Dak Prescott, you know, big news in the offseason, him versus Jerry Jones, will he get the contract? Last year, tied for the league lead with 15 interceptions and did not receive that extension. Do you see Dak Prescott kind of returning to form, a.k.a. throwing for over 30 touchdowns and uh, 4,000 yards this year? Not only did he throw 15 interceptions, which is tied for the league lead, he did it in fewer games. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Davis he did 12 Mills games to yeah. 17. At least yeah. Davis Mills took 17 to do it. Mm. Um, I love you, Dak. I do think Dak is going to be good this year, um, but I am drafting him outside the top 12 uh, because I am not confident. I I think it will be better. Um, I think it will be, you know, it was awesome to see him calling plays for Will Greer. That was really impressive. And that gave me a little more confidence in Dak. And I think they are going to let Dak be a little more in control, which I think is a good thing. He's certainly got playmakers. Brandon Cooks was a great ad. Um, adding stuff on Gilmore. I mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of great things. Um, uh, CD lamb's going to be amazing. Michael awesome. Gallup's fully healthy. Jake Ferguson is like good that, you know, Pollard, I'm a little concerned about Pollard, but anyway, um, will he throw for over 30 tensions? And for the, I think he will, I think he will throw for over 4,000 yards. I'm not sure he'll make it to 30 touchdowns, but you know, I think he'll be good. I think he'll finish as uh, like 12 or 13 QB 12 or 13. I have to say, I am I am a pretty pro Dak guy as as could be as a as a Giants fan, and then I'm like, this has been 
I, I think I nailed most of the biggest fantasy related storylines going into the season. And like this one to me has like the most zigzags because it's like, yeah, are right, they're buying into him? And then wait, what? They just traded for Trey Lance. Okay. That's just Jerry Jones, like sitting on his yacht being like, Ooh, I want to buy that bobble. And then, and then he like, like Oh, I the, want that pair of shoes. The the awkward responses from Dak about the future going forward. And then you have to have Jerry Jones come back out and say like, well, I fully buy into Dak. He's going to be here for a very long time. It's like, well, then why did you just go and trade? for like a 20 whatever year old trail it's like it makes you scratch your head but i i'm, I'm also with I mean, you I there's really nothing to lose like right i mean he's like he was out on the market sure but i mean pick, cooper not rush that much. we remember how good cooper rush was cooper rush is still there i know but i'm saying like why do you need another backup of cooper rush i mean there's points last year where people were well, like he'll be better than cooper he has the potential to be much better than cooper rush potential sure i'm with you on that so they're, they're I, gonna just try it wasn't that expensive but i'm with you it, it felt disrespectful to jack that they didn't even tell him i know time too. i mean gee but you I, know I, Jer- jerry's crazy can you mean like they have like dolly world dolly parton world they should have like a jerry world where we all go around on like yachts and you know, buy fantasy, buy football players and do <laughs> stupid crap like he does and see if it's fun. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, our first edition of the uh, overarching <laughs> off season questions. I, I figured I had to end it with, uh, with America's team there because yeah, uh, I, I again, as we're fan, facing off week one here, who you got, I oh, won't ask you that. I obviously you've got the giants. I think, I think with the Giants are home, um, I think it'll be a close game. I, I actually probably am going to go with the Cowboys. I think if we're going to, I don't know. I, I I just feel like the, the Cowboys, if it wasn't for being in a division with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think the Eagles uh, are insanely good, and I think we'll win the Super Bowl this year, um, which I know goes against all trends. And I think Dallas would be as good as any other team, but they're just stuck in the division with them. Um, I'm a little concerned with how good Dallas's pass catchers are with the Giants kind of youngish uh, defensive back. But, you know, the, the pass rush should be good. And I, I just want to see the offense um, not really rely on solely on Saquon Barkley and Dalen Jones having to have design runs, which I think will be a lot better than. But I think Dallas is a well-oiled machine and their defense takes the ball away. So it is pretty frightening, but hopefully for a good game. Yeah, The defense is the, the special part to me. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Rapid fire. We promised you a mailbag. We're going to get to it. We'll go quick. 
Okay. Uh, so I apologize for those who asked questions about tight ends. Uh, Jen kind of already answered that yes. with, you know, the Kelsey injury one. So I'm going to remove that. So I know Kay Riggs, you had a question, but I'll start off here um, from Matt. Uh, if you're doing the no running back or the zero running back strategy, how late should you take a running back and who do you expect to be available? I would start grabbing around fifth round and around fifth round. You can usually still get Cam Akers, James Conner, um, maybe even Khalil Herbert. Um, so there are good options there. And then you continue with like Samaji P. Ryan, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. There's a lot as you get, get deeper and deeper. So yes, you can do it and you can just load up on those elite pass catchers and an elite quarterback if you want. Although now, you know, Kelsey and Cup shortening that up a little bit. So might not be quite as much. Okay. Uh, Jonathan is asking a flex spot question between Javante Williams, George Pickens, or Zay Flowers. I would go George Pickens this week based on the matchup. And right. And then moving on to uh, Timothy Miller, another question with Javante Williams, Javante Williams or Cam Akers. I would go Cam Akers this week. The matchup's really good with Seattle. And again, um, Stafford's down pass catcher. So he should be active in the passing game too. So, and I love Javante Williams. Do not get me wrong. I love Javante Williams and it's an excellent matchup for Javante Williams as well. It's just, I think he's more likely to be eased in, um, because of the injury. Okay. So I believe this question is coming in from Billy. He's at, he asks us, uh, Shakir or Sh- Shahid, which he means Khalil Shakir or Rashid Shahid, uh, pick between those two. Shahid. All right, moving on here. Uh, this question is coming from Calvin asking Gay da- Gabe Davis or Sky Moore. Sky Moore, especially if Travis Kelsey's out, that's easy. Right, right, right. Uh, question from at I Did It Adventure, Van Jefferson or Jamal Williams in PPR? I'm going to go J- Van Jefferson. Again, we're concerned Joe about Cup. this Cooper Cup injury. Exactly. Yep. And then from J-Dub, again, I believe you answered this already, but more likely to replace Jonathan Taylor. You said uh, Deion Jackson first, then Zach Moss, then uh, Hall, right? That's my guess. I mean, not this week. It'll probably be a combo of Hull and Jackson because Moss is probably not going to play. Mm-hmm. But I think over the course of the season, ja- I think it'll going to be like Jackson blending into Moss, blending into Hull. That's my guess. Perfect. That's it for the mailbag. Again, um, thank you everyone to the tweeter us. You can keep tweeting at extra points pod. Um, I'll grab them there. Obviously tweet uh, at Jen, tweet at myself. We'll round them out in Alaska, you know, answer all your questions at the end of each pod. So uh, week one questions in the books. All right, Eddie, we did it. I think we got it in in just under an hour too. It was speedy, but I think we got to it. And uh, we are excited to be back, guys. We'll be back every Tuesday. We will have waiver picks for you, hence the name of our pod, the Waiver Wide Pod. We're going to do the same thing, talk about general strategies, whatever is up in the news. And we may talk about a sheep here and there because why not? can't get over that. Cannot get over that. Can't get over it either. All right, you guys, if you still got a few drafts left, go kill them and enjoy the football. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.